This is Agent Shadow from the X-Files Truth Podcast, and you're listening to the Red Dwarf Introcast. Welcome to the Ghost Watch Red Dwarf Intro Cast Special. Yay! <laughs> um, we are recording this on the third on the third of November. Did everybody have a good Halloween? We had a great Halloween. We had the most awesomest of Halloweens ever. We still have our Halloween party decorations up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of doing. We're we're going to keep those going for a while. Of course, the other rooms in our house are completely wrecked and we can't find anything, but... Oh, well. But what about the decorations? <laughs> They're lovely. They're awesome. We have the awesomest. Excellent. Well, this episode we are reviewing my my personal favorite... Television program of all time. Uh, called Ghost Watch. But before we get into that, my name is Shane. I'm Heath. I'm Angela. And our special guest is... Hey, Snick again. Hello. Hello there, sir. How are we? Hi, again. (laughs) You alright? Um... And you've been on tons of times before, but do you want to quickly reintroduce yourself, Nick? Yeah, well, this time around, I'm just here to make up numbers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Nick. I play drums in some bands. I haven't mentioned my band in the last couple of podcasts, but I just want to give a shout out to A, Rivalries, which is the band I'm currently playing with, and B, a guy named Luke Godwin, who I'm about to start playing with, who is absolutely amazing. And I would suggest that you all check him out because his music is phenomenal. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, almost as new to Ghostwatch as Heath and Angela are, so <laughs> I'm sort of over on the newbie side this week. Excellent, brilliant. Well, we'll start with the. We'll, we'll start. Would you, I, at this point, I would usually give a brief synopsis of what the, ep, what the Red Wolf episode is going to be. But I thought this time around, I would actually read the original continuity mm. announcement. Well, okay. Of the um, continuity announcement on BBC One on Halloween in 1992. And it went as follows. Now on BBC One... Screen One presents an unusual and somewhat disturbing film marking Halloween. Over the centuries, there have been countless reports of ghosts and ghouls, but the line between fiction and fiction has always been unclear. Using the modern idiom of an ex- the outside broadcast, Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green, Mike Smith and Craig Charles star in Ghost Watch. 
So, were these all like, I mean, I know Craig Charles was, I know who he is, but were mm-hmm. these all like reporters and announcers and people like that? Like, were uh, they essentially playing themselves? Ex- yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Michael Parkinson is a very, very well-known uh, interviewer. A very, well, a very well respected exactly well. exactly uh, Sarah Green was most famous at the time for, present, for co-presenting the children's Saturday morning um, live program called Going Live mm-hmm. oh that's why she was hanging out with the kids so much mm. I was like why are you kissing the kids where's their mom <laughs> What are Leave you the doing, kids alone. Crazy, reporter? <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Smith was indeed really her husband. Cool. So yeah, we had no context. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out. So I mean, it was clear at the time then that this was fictional. If that was the advertisement for it, ah, Did you it? would have thought so. You would have thought so. Well, you know that whenever there's a parody, people are immediately going to take it seriously. I mean, didn't you write that parody thing for a college newspaper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not get into that, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, pe- um, could you, you, when, when you watched it, you saw the opening credits. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually said... Starring and uh, there was a starring and written by credit. Well, now I saw that at the close. Was yeah. that at the beginning as well? They I had, don't they had that, yeah, they had, they had one at the beginning. Okay. Uh, that was, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but that was done incredibly late. Mm. That was, that was actually put in either the Thursday or Friday before transmission. Is that because they didn't think people would think? Yeah, they they were they were worried that people might think it was real. Well, yeah, because they filmed they it like so- it was real. <laughs> um, but it was actually all pre-filmed over a five-week period in July. Of course, yeah. Over five weeks, I can. From yeah, yeah. You know, oh, they were in the house for three weeks, then back in the studio for the last week and a half. Hmm. Well, I would hate to have been a neighbour to that house. It was <laughs> <laughs> got so freaky. Just every night, just hearing screams coming from next door. <laughs> and this that's is, just this... Craig Charles. <laughs> this, is, this is actually going to shock you, actually, but most of the film was done during the day. I did mm. think that. Because there's, there's definitely bits where it's obvious they graded the colour so it looks yeah. darker. Yeah. Majority of the film was done between half past eight in the morning and nine and six o'clock in the evening. Hmm. But where the... And also, uh, before we get into it, this was originally um, meant to be the final part of a six-part uh, television drama. 
What? Sort of a Blair Witch thing going on? The the original uh, concept for this program was to have a to have a paranormal paranormal investigator investigating uh, a haunted house, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it would build up and build up and build up over the weeks. And the final episode was meant to be the TV the TV crew going in. Okay. But they decided to scrap that and just do the final episode of the 90-minute special as if it was live. Right. So really, like, really, like, meant to have been just like a half an hour episode at the end of a six-week run. Probably half an hour, sixty minutes, something like it. Yeah, sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so they filmed this for the last, but then they actually showed it first, and then <laughs> they randomly set Craig Charles on fire. Because <laughs> that's just what you do. Because he does all his own stunts. He does. <laughs> he walked around and talked to those people by himself. Those were all his oh, own yeah. stunts. <laughs> But we'll uh, we'll get into the we'll actually get into the uh, to the uh, famed ghost watch, and we open with uh, Michael Parkinson introducing the program, and he cuts to footage of the of, of the haunted bedroom. A couple of things on that. First of all. It was the first time that video effect, the page turn, was ever used at the BBC before. That was the latest gimmick. Oh. Wait, what's a page turn? Like, are we... Uh, the, pa- the page turn was, was the uh, video effect where the where on the video wall, the, the, uh, the page turned to reveal... So it looks like a leaf has been... Yeah. Oh, okay. A variation on a wipe. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. I usually ignore the uh, screen transitions that, you know, they have all through Star Wars and stuff because I think they're... <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was that was the... Uh, for, that was the first time that's ever been used. It was the latest gimmick yeah. that the BBC have they'd come up with. Yeah. Oh, hi, Alfie. And we have a cat. Hello, Pipes. <laughs> no, Pipes was not the cat. She's going to be a pug the... cat. <laughs> I, I can tell if it was a guy or a woman that they were talking about. It was ultimately a guy. Okay. Well, yeah. they, they... They kept going back and forth. <laughs> it was a guy Boys. possessed... But yeah, a guy possessed by the spirit of a woman who was oh. eaten by kitty cats on her Native American burial ground. <laughs> And druids and aliens. So, well, obviously aliens. I mean, yeah. there's a quay god war. Yeah, two A's actually. Yeah, two A's. And uh, so we cut to the so we cut to the video footage, and we see, you know, them going to bed. Then. We fast forward to a few hours later, and one of the sisters gets up, and um, all hell breaks loose. Um, 
that video effect with the um, with the camera zooming in was actually added in post production because um, the director didn't think the footage was actually scary enough for, for a static shot. See, and for me, that made it unbelievable right off the get-go. Because, okay, they have a camera in the girls' room to catch any paranormal activity. Cool. But, nope, if there was a zoom, that means that there was a creepy cameraman standing ten feet away from them, (laughs) holding a camera the entire night. He likes to watch them. (laughs) Maybe the ghost made it zoom. The ghost is like, hey, I'm going to show myself (laughs) off. I'm going to make it good. Camera three, zoom in on me. Smash cut to Susan. <laughs> He's just, just a dead, frustrated director. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And did anybody notice the ramp that ro- rose up from the dresser? Uh, I don't really think I noticed that in particular, no. Mm. If, if, when you rewatch the footage, you'll actually see the yeah, ramp rise up. It's not something that is easy noticeable unless someone tells you about it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even notice the, the figure in the corner the first time around. I don't think it's there the first time, is it? No, it's not that the first there's, time. There's, there's two different... Oh, okay. Uh, there's two yeah. different shots, and they keep flicking back and forth between the two. Mm. Then we have the opening sequence, and then we um, cut back to uh, Parkinson. Who says, Welcome live this to this, welcome live on this Halloween night to the first ever TV Ghost Watch. That's our house in Fox in Northout. Our outside broadcast team are there. That's the house where it all may happen tonight or it may not. We shall see. And, um, easy work out to, uh, the fact that it's actually shot in July because the trees have actually got leaves on them. <laughs> well, for us, we in would the might South, not have picked up we on that. Wouldn't pick up because there's leaves on the trees year round. Yeah. <laughs> it's the leaves are they're just properly turning red now. Yeah, they have yeah, not fallen a, yet. To be fair, we're only just starting to lose leaves from our trees in the last week or so. So we would be completely out of the ordinary to see some leaves on trees. Mm-hmm. And we get. Um, Introduced to Craig Charles, the reporter on the scene. So let's see, this was the end of 1992. Where would Red Dwarf have been at that time? Wasn't it uh, like between six and seven? Yeah, I think so. Something like, something like that. Because like, I think six was there in 99? Or seven was in ninety nine. That's what I meant. Yeah. Series seven was in ninety six. So series seven was in ninety seven. Okay. Series six. Nineteen ninety three. <laughs> October ninety three. So it's between between series five and five. six. Then maybe. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. So what does everybody think of the cheeky chappy on the corner? I. I was flummoxed. Well, to be fair, I did not have the proper cultural context for watching this. So I was completely confused for most of it. And then like, must have missed like most of it watching it because 
I didn't know who these people were, except for Craig Charles. I didn't know if he was doing a character or himself as a character. And I didn't know why he was a reporter when he's a comic actor. And (laughs) I didn't know who a lot of these people were. I didn't know who Sarah Green was. Well, I mean, it's to me, though. Yeah. So the the Craig Charles thing wasn't confusing because, yeah, it's not that uncommon to have a popular actor as like a color guy for a TV special um, to add witty commentary and whatnot, like the sportscasters do. But um, but yeah, us not really knowing whether the announcers and inter- and reporters were known as announcers and reporters or whether yeah i i had trouble figuring out how clear everyone was on the concept of this is fiction or we're actually going to wander around this house for an hour and a half also i wasn't sure if this was going to be a parody or if this was going to be uh, like a funny parody lambasting these types of shows or mm-hmm. A what it ended up being as a OMG, there's actually ghosts and muhaha, you know? Essentially a, a found footage horror. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it was it was you know a, a very different experience, I think, trying to figure all this out ten years after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, than it would and have it... been watching it in first run <laughs> and knowing the culture and the actors involved. Mm-hmm. Now, I will ask, because... I found um, Michael Parkinson just charming as all get out because he's the sort of type of guy who you expect to see on the BBC. Mm-hmm. You know, the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, especially toward the end, are all of the announcers and reporters for the BBC just... Do they all sound like really cross teachers? <laughs> because towards the end when he was accusing everyone of being a prankster then he was like he's gonna send them to detention now now simmer down simmer down no more of this hijinks (laughs) many 'er ne'er-do-wells and scalawags calling (laughs) scalawags Ooh, special announcement in during the making of this podcast that we are doing right now, like thirty seconds ago, we got our ninety ninth member to the Red Dwarf intro cast. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Who will be the crap. lucky number one hundred? I don't know. I'm excited though. We've got to give, we've got to give this person a shout out before before we do anything more. Yes, our newest member is Alan Schaefer. Hello, Alan Schaefer. Hello, Alan Schaefer. Hello, Alan. Nice for you to join us on the group. Oh, and I love that your uh, your icon appears to be... Oh. Oh, it's Dutch. Okay, yeah, so this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from <laughs> Predator. Wow. Has joined us. Okay. It's a parody Facebook, I guess. So good luck <laughs> getting to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> and after that's um so we get introduced to Craig Charles, who introduces um to the age of the house Pamela Early. And from there we are actually introduced to uh Mike Smith over at the phone in studio. And he gives us a number to ring. Yes, oh eight one Eight one one eight one eight one eight one one eight eight one eight one eight. 
Yeah. Um, it, as I said, it was a pre-recorded program. However, that phone number w- was indeed real. Was the, is that the telephone number they used to use for the Saturday morning? Yeah. Kids yeah. Show? yeah. Yeah. Like swap shop and stuff. Yeah. 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 It got updated over the years, but yeah. It's, they've kept, they've still got the same number now, don't they? They kept it. That, uh, as long as they've had it, I, no, I don't. I don't think they have. I think they actually changed it to a local rate number. Well, uh, did they? Did they have lots of people call in during the uh, program? Did they have like something uh, well, well, set up for that? We we will get to, we'll get to that later. But um, uh, basically, what happened was they had. I think they had about half a dozen proper um, psychical researchers. Um. Um, in a in a in a little phone bank, they would they would have um, people. If you try to call in them, but first of all, you would have heard a message saying this program is not real, but there is somebody here um, to, who who would want to listen to you. If you want to, if you want to give us your story, you're more than welcome to. Hmm. And they said that they had about five to six, five six seven people um, hmm. actually at BBC Television Centre. Um, doing that, but that's where the fun and game starts. But we'll get to that later. So um, then we're then we're um, introduced to the main reporter who's going to be inside the haunted house, Sarah Green, who I thought was super creepy with the children. But <laughs> now that I know she's a children's programmer type and mm-hmm. I'm less creeped out by her well it was it wasn't a common fact at the time but she was actually a trained actress I would hope so um, everybody knew her for the um, for the kiss TV programs that she was doing but nobody practically nobody knew the fact that she was actually a trained actress I would have thought most hosts on kids' programs have had some sort of uh, drama training, though, considering mm. a lot of what they do is very mm. little skits and things. Thing on a yeah, I have. I've actually, I've actually missed out a scene. The fact that we actually Craig Charles actually introduced us to uh, Pamela Ray and the kids. Yes. What so were these of, actors, or yeah, 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 the um, uh, the mother and the two kids were indeed actors, and yeah. the two kids, the ki- two kids were actually indeed real sisters. Okay, yeah, I saw that they they weren't related to the the mother, but mm. okay, yeah, they're actually indeed related. Uh, they were related to each other. Then we cut back to the studio and we meet um, the good doctor, Dr. Lynn Pascoe. Yeah, and bless her, if, if I had been under the impression that this were real up until this point, mm-hmm. she was really, really playing a type. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she was just too on key with her... I'm a paranormal researcher, and all of this is very super serious. And uh, yeah, she mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, she was on 
on cue with absolutely everything, wasn't she? Mm. I'm super serial, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Shane, had she been in anything else before this? Uh, so I know she's been in stuff since. Uh, bef- my, not really, not much notable. Okay. Not really much notable. I mean, since her most famous role since Ghostwatch was the head teacher in the Channel 4 Teachers. Yeah. I've, I've seen her in a couple of this, but that's the one that sticks out, obviously. Mm. But she wasn't in many things notable, so she would so she would have been an unknown yeah. to most people. Yeah. I mean, if... I think she probably had the, the toughest role to play here. Yeah. Mm. But, like, she really came across more as playing a paranormal mm. researcher than a real paranormal researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, the But she, I don't think, gave the most pat performance because mm. we had our American chap that comes in oh, later yes. to be the hateable one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the problem that... Um, the problem that she had, actually, was that um, Michael Parkinson is a very good interviewer. Mm-hmm. However, he does tend to go into auto-cue mode when he reads something, if that makes sense. Uh, so to, being very dry and boring? or So to, ba- to, 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 ba- so to basically, um, to give the um, interactions a bit more oomph, uh, they were told to um, metaphorically throw the script out. Hmm. Long as I get, long as I get to the points, you know, it didn't yeah, really yeah. matter. You know what I mean? So, she, so, and of course, with Michael Parkinson being a live television presenter, he was used to improvising, going on the fly. But of course, she being a classically trained actress, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was. It was obvious that she was sticking. More closer to a script than he was yeah. struggling with that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So then we then um, if I'm talking too much, guys, please interrupt. No, no, no. This yeah. <laughs> uh, then we um, then of course then we then we of course we get you you introduced to Sarah Green, who I mentioned before. Then we get you introduced to Ellen Demescu, who introduces us to all the technical gubbins in the BBC XI broadcast um, centre. Yeah. And then nothing really... Ca- like, they introduced, like, the camera people and whatnot, but then, like, very little ever came of them. Mm. Well, that, that, was, that was them just trying to show that it was legit and live yeah. and real and stuff, ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, that entire XI broadcast was a complete... It's fake. Mm-hmm. That's a complete fake. Because uh, due to the uh, demarcation within the BBC... They weren't allowed to use studio and OB. So that, that, so that entire outside broadcast thing is a complete fake. Wait, 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 wait. So BBC news programs can't use outside interviews? No, because it, because it, was, because it was a scripted drama. Oh. And they could use the outside broadcasting section of the BBC. Yeah. Like, right. So they then mocked it up. Yeah. Right, okay, I'll get up. Yeah. So they were, they were able to hire it out, but they weren't able to use it as a functioning thing. How about that? Mm. It seems strange, doesn't it? Well, 
you know, the sort of crazy bureaucrats that you get with politicians over there. You know, but... Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, uh, then we get introduced to um, the uh, camera people. This the same guy and the, right, the yeah. camera guy. Mm-hmm. Then we get used, introduced to the infrared. Are those sorry? Are those is the sound guy and the camera guy? They actually sound the camera guys or yeah. actors? Yeah, they were actually properly a sound guy and the camera guy. They actually went out within the BBC and said, you know, we're looking for a sound guy, we're looking for a camera guy, we want to film this, do you mind being on camera? Right, okay. And they, you know, they found, they they found those two and they said, no, we don't mind being on camera, let's do it then. Then, uh, as I said, then we are introduced to the infrared camera, which was a real infrared camera. Yay! Looked pretty cool. Of mm. course, they just sort of played with it in the middle of the road for a few minutes, but yeah, that's yeah, what you do. Well, they, well, I'm assuming the road was closed off because, of course, they, uh, <laughs> they had the uh, BC trucks there. Um, then we go into the house. And we see the uh, kids playing dunk apples. And we get... Wait, and we, uh, the kids playing what the what? Uh, bobbing for apples. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, is disgusting. Yes. By the way. <laughs> Everyone drool into this communal bowl of water and laugh bite it up. at apples. And if you don't fully bite one, then go on to the next one and leave those bite marks onto the first one. Herpes soup, everyone. Enjoy. <laughs> During flu we- weather. <laughs> then we get when we uh, get our first phone call of the evening. I I don't remember what the first phone call was. Oh, it's the one about the figure in the video, isn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which the the researcher looked very put out. Yeah, like, How dare I've, you? I've gone over that video several times, so that's not even remotely possible. Smeg. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have to bleep that out. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um. Then. Um. Then. Um. Then we get back to the house, and you know, it all seems fine, and. You know, then we hear some rap tap tapping and some knocking. Which I know, but having watched a few of these paranormal researcher type shows, which they weren't a big thing then like they yeah. are now with, with yeah. Ghost Hunters yeah, yeah. and all. But yeah, the fact that they're playing pranks early on really made me roll my eyes. I love Ghost Hunters, by the way. Yeah. Back in the day, it was awesome. But I was like, well, first off, the house hasn't been emptied, and so you're going to have a lot of people wandering around with camera equipment, and you won't know where the sounds are coming from. And secondly, you have Craig Charles, so you're never going to know if something's real or fake. And then... <laughs> Elfie agrees. Elfie agrees. Yeah, Elfie agrees. Elfie agrees, definitely. Then we... Can we... Then, um... Then we get, um... Then we get into the story of the history and we uh, we find out there's a glory hole in the house 
Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know about the slang there, but oh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely the same thing. Okay. Yes. Yes. The heck with? Why? 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 Is that a term for an understairs cupboard that I didn't didn't know? I mean, I've heard of like, um, oh, oh, I can't remember, but but like, uh, priest holes and stuff like mm. that, where like Catholics would, you know, run out of the house when they were being chased down by Protestants. It has happened several times in British history, but but yeah, no, no. Weird. Plus then, like, she was talking about her ex-husband and how he used to hang out there. So I was thinking that it was going to be the ex-husband who's trying to gaslight them and, you know, take revenge or whatever. Yeah, they were giving a lot of misleads. Yeah. Mm. But sorry. Uh yeah, but uh for for men I said we get we get into the history and we find we find out about the glory hole and we find out all about all the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no no problem. No problem at all. To the uh studio when we, we watched the um, then we watch the footage back. And then for about 45 minutes, nothing particularly interesting happens. But <laughs> it, it was really frustrating. I felt like this hour and a half special, because like the first 45 minutes mm -hmm. after we have the introductions, then I felt like it was, I felt like I was watching a reality TV show mm. where except, nothing really happens. Except not as well scripted. <laughs> but I mean, no, and, and I even picked up on that they they flash the ghost several times without mentioning it. Uh, the ghost pops up in the studio once for some reason, and so yeah, I, I picked up on like... on the things. Yeah, the things they were trying to do there. But yeah, by and large, I felt there were some pacing problems, like starting with this whole portion of the thing to where they needed stuff happening besides bobbing for apples and drawing pictures and Craig Charles being Craig Charles and. Mm. Well, the base, but what they wanted, to, what what they wanted to do, what they, uh, what, they, what they wanted to do was to to first of all build up the tension and be acted if it was real, and if it was real, then the ghost wouldn't be appearing in the first ten minutes. But then, if you're building up tension, you need mm. like something other than playing board games and the girl coming down for glasses of water every ten minutes. She was big on yeah. the glasses of water. Yeah, she that was. One. She mm. was. I was starting to suspect suspect her. You need some sort of menace, and mm. it just felt like people going about their evening, mm. making coffee. <laughs> yeah, she was making coffee and tea and getting glasses of water, and I was mm. in fact. Um, doing the dishes at this point and washing it and washing the dishes and I was like something happened <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm just impatient but 
Yeah. I mean, you know, they had some interesting phone calls and whatnot, and his, you know, the very chipper conversation there between, but, yeah, I, this, it got kind of dull at this point for me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Joel. Shane well, is like, no, you cannot talk about <laughs> a show like this. Sacrilege. Well, no, because, well the thing, the thing is, it's, it's different for me because um, I was only I was eleven years of age at this at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and of course, being eleven and being quite naive to the TV tropes, as you are at eleven years of age, of course, I believe this hook line and sinker. Oh, so so you stayed up past the uh, the, the, the watershed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shame on you. For shame. Yes. Shame for the shame for the shame. My, Michael Parkinson is going to send you off to bed and <laughs> with no cocoa and tell off your parents for letting you stay up. <laughs> I, I, I know that your children are floating off the floor and causing things to move with their mind, but it, it's really time for them to go to bed now. I'm going to have to insist <laughs> that they stop uh, starting fires with their minds and, and, and be tucked in safely. Uh, there'll be plenty of time for summoning uh, the demons of hell tomorrow. So it's it's, it's nine oh seven. It's 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 entirely ridiculous that they should still be awake. Oh. Also, have they done their homework? Actually, yeah. Just to, sorry to break the laughter up. But Go ahead. It would have been half term, wouldn't it? So it's more than likely the kids would have been up later than usual. Hmm. Not according to Michael Parkinson, no. who is the stern school teacher for everyone. <laughs> no, I'm to be opposed to Nick. I'm not. I'm not sure about it, actually. To be honest, because obviously, I can't remember that far back. Um, we've, we've had half term just gone, haven't we? Yeah. So it, it's around about the same time. Hmm. So, so can we skip to when they're like forming the story about the old school like guy and the cats? Because that's where I started to pay attention again and find things really mm-hmm. interesting. Or, or at the same time, they proved like the little girl was a fake too, or at least was faking one thing. Uh, of, of course, of course, of course. I just want to um, uh, let you guys know, uh, because you've only seen it once, the appearance of the ghosts. The ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, say yes if you notice this, okay? Okay. First of all, ignoring the fact that he appears um, on the video wall and disappears again. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, that. He, yeah, he appears in the studio, mm-hmm. uh, but behind Doctor behind Doctor Pasco's yeah, head. When they're playing that tape, uh, the yeah. Doctor tape, and the screens go dark, and then yeah, there's like a blue glowing figure wandering around behind her there. Mm. It's like you're not filming my good side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use the zoom. <laughs> yeah, notice that one. Okay. The next appearance 
Hopefully, I'm not missing any any of them out. Uh, I hope the next appearance right after the is, cat. Hey. Uh, no. Oh, okay. There was one not. before that. Okay. There's one before that actually. actually. Uh, when Craig Charles is interviewing the two women on the on the playing field, mm. and he's uh, and he's uh, looking back for um, Arthur Lacey, mm-hmm. you can actually see Pipes in the crowd. Okay, I missed that one. Mm. It's not overly clear, but he is um, he is there. Okay. Giving bunny ears to someone in the <laughs> <laughs> He's like Alfred Hitchcock. He's yes. that's that's his his the uh, director that he idolizes as a failed director. He loves Hitchcock, <laughs> and so he tries to do as many cameos as possible. Oh, but yeah, the next one I saw was when uh, yeah they they did the cat scare, and then as it's pulling up, then the reflection clearly in the glass. There's yeah. him standing there. They kept saying his head looked like an old man or an old woman, but to me it looked like a pumpkin. Pumpkin head! Pumpkin head. <laughs> yeah, um... You, uh... You, and that's when we're bang, we're, uh, bang up to date where you want where, where you want the story to be, so... We'll, we'll uh, go from there. Two, two things to say, though, before we move on. Yes, yes. First of all, those Vox Pops that you saw... Those whaty whaties? Vox Pops. Box the, Pops. The, the, the guy with the uh, face distorted. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the, the dude who didn't want his identity shown. Yeah, okay, mm. gotcha. On mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other woman whose tape rewinds backwards. Mm-hmm. And um, and Sarah Green's story when she's talking about staying with a friend in Gloucestershire. Yeah, all three were real stories. Oh, cool! Darn player harpsichords. Mm. Oh, right. Mm. Lurch. Appa- <laughs> apparently, um, according to uh, Rich Lorden, who has done an amazing um, making of DVD called Behind the Curtains, and an amazing book. Uh, apparently, uh, the Sarah story, she had to script a story, but she preferred to do one, her, do one of her own. Hmm. So it's something that she claims she experienced herself. Mm. Mm. Okay. Cool. Mm. Yeah, that was neat. Um, but yeah, the part there, though, where we were talking about with Craig Charles interviewing people on the street... Mm. That was another part where I felt like they were trying a little too hard. It's like, oh, strange things happen around these parts. We find <laughs> dead dogs buried here. And again, like they were like any kind of horror movie ghost story trope that they could think of. They were throwing mm. at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, even, <clears throat> it doesn't fuel the story along at all either, does it? Like you could remove every mm. shot that Craig is in and it wouldn't matter to the overall kind of yeah story that's being told yeah. mm. like oh this so. is this is a sinister place uh somebody got murdered here one time i think though they could have made it work if they had used those to tell creepy stories about the oldest girl there mm-hmm. like you know mm. that she you know she was on the playground and there was an animal there and like it 
was found killed later and she was the last one to see it or, you know, something to sort of question the veracity of this little girl, but then could Mm -hmm. also be used to maybe she's being possessed. Mm -hmm. You know, if if they're going to go scripted, if they're going to do a fictional thing, then sort of make it work like that. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what was up with those trick or treaters. <laughs> they got cut off. <laughs> yeah, I like that Craig Charles was they, like, they oh, I, don't, I don't like little kids dressed as the devil. Oh, hi, little kid dressed as the devil. <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one point as well with it. There's one there, and he kind of just pushes him out the way. Yeah, he's like, "No, get out of my shot." <laughs> hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Hate Halloween. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, okay. And then we get back okay. to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're running around and they finally find the girl who's uh making the noise. And yeah, yeah, that's where I found it really interesting because okay, I'm writing a dissertation chapter right now on spiritualism (laughs) in the late 19th, early 20th century, and Mm -hmm. Arthur Conan Doyle, who is a huge spiritualist, and this was just all of these arguments repeated, that some spiritualists are pushed to fakery, and is one faked instance indicative of, you know, that the whole thing is fake, or, Mm -hmm. you know, is it just... You know, people are acting like people, but it's uh, there's real things going on out there, and yeah, and like some things that the ghost was supposedly doing were you know in line with usual ghost stories. But I've never heard of a ghost piddling on the carpet before. Bad yeah. pipes, bad. <laughs> Do that outside. <laughs> Maybe it was the ghost cats. The ghost cats, yeah. Which, when they were trying... I know I'm skipping ahead again, but when they were trying to open the the glory hole, then I was just wanting, like, a billion cats to just come (laughs) running out. (laughs) I don't think they could have done that on the BBC budget. I know, but I just wanted that to happen. It'd be a a dozen uh, stuffed cats on, like, fishing wire just getting pulled out. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like the triple scene from Star Trek where they just get covered by all these cats. Oh, kitties. <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the scene there, I got really confused uh, okay. on the scene where they supposedly caught uh, Susanna faking the thing because like she was simultaneously beating on a grate in one hallway, but then she was also in bed at the same time in a different outfit. No, no, that was her sister. Yeah, that was oh. the little girl. Yeah, oh. yeah that yeah. was the little girl. Gotcha. Yeah, the yeah. older girl was the one who they kept telling Sarah, no, don't go upstairs because that little girl is not in her bed. And so... Which, know, why What? Why should, couldn't she go upstairs then? Because then, like, they wouldn't have the camera there to catch her. They would go past and then she would have time to sneak back to her bed. Oh. Okay, I, I completely lost the track of the of what was going on at that part. <laughs> I was totally into it by then. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and in, an, an interesting technical thing: when they cut to the whole camera, 
and it and it uh, pens um, left and pens down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do that on remote cameras back then. I figured you couldn't. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe there was a cameraman who was like strapped up onto the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't do that with the remote cameras back then. But when you watch it, it does look real, doesn't it? But with the jerkiness. Enhance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't find that particularly strange. That Yeah, mm. I didn't notice. Mm. I suppose mm. most people wouldn't know that you couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but it looks, as I said, it looks incredibly real, doesn't it? So you wouldn't expect. It so how did, to they, be... how did they do it then? They just like digital zoom the footage they had. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. Some, something like that. Yeah. Or cool. it was pipes who was. <laughs> they were showing them some tricks. Yeah. You then, need a dolly shot here. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we get back to the studio. And Stop the course, doing uh, so much shaky cam. <laughs> <laughs> Too many lens flares. Too many Dutch angles. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I like our theory now, though. Yeah. Pipes, Pipes the frustrated the first... director. Yes. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, then of course we cut back to studio and Pasco and Parkinson are having a bit of an argument. Yeah, and that's where my spiritualism thing just yeah. came into focus because it was. She was holding on to all of the same arguments that, like, Arthur Conan Doyle would throw in when, like, some of his favorite mediums were uh, shown up to be frauds. Mm. He and Houdini apparently had a rather rocky friendship because Mm. Houdini was, you know, one of those who would... uh, Reveal. Houdini was a very was very proud of himself as an illusionist, and so he did not yeah. like people who claimed actual supernatural abilities for things that he was better at than them. Whereas Doyle like actually believed that Houdini had magical powers and like had psychic powers, and Houdini kept telling him no. But since Houdini, you know, was a magician and illusionist, he couldn't tell Doyle. Why, how he did the tricks. So, yeah, it was at like a stalemate. Anyway, next time on Doylecast, we will be talking about... Hey, I will talking do that about... someday. I will do that <laughs> podcast someday. I could fill up a podcast just talking about stuff I've read about I Arthur Conan Doyle. I know. <laughs> and, um... So we... So, um... We've we've cut back to the house, and of course Suzanne's very very upset, and the mother comes rushing in. Which why wasn't she there to begin with? But who knows? Well, well she was. There's not enough room for cameras and the mother. <laughs> yeah, and she was doing the phone remote phone call thing. Oh mm. yeah. Yeah yeah. You think like you've you've let a bunch of strangers into your house to film and investigate ghosts mm-hmm. so you're going to leave your two daughters alone with them and go out and sit in a truck outside well apparently apparently sarah was like their new mother who was like <laughs> getting them water and doing the dishes and mm. well 
Well, one of the one of the points of the drama was to take um, the heads of authority away, because of course, first of all, you take the mother away. Then, of course, when all the ghosts happen and you take silence away. Then, when um, then um, then then you take then you bring the power of television into it, and um, it, it it goes out, so you take television away as well. There's just one the many layers that we're, that we're getting rid of every every single time. But Michael Parkinson will still be there telling the kids to go to bed. Yes. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> it is his mission. Mm. So, um, before, we move, we, before we move on, actually, <laughs> um, we pan around to Sarah Green before we come back to the studio. And we notice the cups behind her. Which that which were completely fine about half an hour before when they were making coffee. Mm-hmm. Now they're all smashed up, Aww. just like the evidence tray in the studio. Dun, dun, dun. See, I just thought she dropped them when she was running up to um, check out the sounds and stuff. Well, it was hard to keep up with continuity because they kept cutting away. Mm. Mm. And I liked how like half of half of this part, the the action sequence, were like frantically running up and down those stairs. <laughs> it's not oh. a house designed to be running around, is it? No, no. Shane, let me ask you this because if anybody okay. will have noticed this, it would be you. Am okay. I correct in thinking that that stupid toy horse on the window sill turns around in a different direction at one point, or am I making that up? Which toy horse are we referring to? Uh, on, the, on, the on, on the landing on the stairs, sort of there in the middle, there's a window, and yeah. there's a little stuffed horse. I thought I saw that it randomly changed direction at one point, but I may have—I may be wrong about that. I didn't rewind it to double check. I've never noticed that in the 300 plus times I've watched this. Well, it, so it, you might—you might be true. I mean, as I said about the lamp earlier on. Um, I, you know, I never noticed it first time round. And unless you notice it, unless you know it's there, you probably won't see it. So, it is, it might check that out actually next time it's, I get around to watching it. It's yeah. the, it's the lamp covered in like the behind the scenes stuff. Like uh, in the book of DVDs. No. Oh, okay. No, no. So I was going to say, if that isn't the horse isn't anything to be bad. Mm, yeah. So yeah, then we uh, then we cut back to um, old Smithy in the phone-in studio, and um, all the de- all the um, telephone calls he's getting in tally with the uh, reports. Well, with the so-called footage that they saw earlier on. Yeah. And Pasco says something along the lines of, "Well, this hasn't. This never been in the." in the paper. I don't know how they could have found out about this. It's never been in the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, about an hour about an hour earlier on, we were showing a picture of Pipe to the, the little girl drew. Oh, yeah. Which exactly matched the description. Yeah. Did it? Because that picture to me looked like some sort of demented clown. 
Like, it looked nothing like she described. Mm-hmm. It was very colorful. It looked like a very fun guy. I want to hang out with Pipes. <laughs> no, you don't want to hang out with the demented clowns. It's Pennywise. Pennywise! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought about, you know, this being focused on, on ghosts like it is. We thought about uh, getting Brad over at Intro Talks over to give his expert opinion. <laughs> but... Something tells me he might not have been game. What's a ghost? Yes. Well, you love the intro talkers. Then, um, we we cut to to, uh, Laura, who's mysteriously winds back. Is that the first sign of things going wrong in the studio? Clearly, no. I sense, I sense not. <laughs> because of an intern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he had his finger on the rewind. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the, the Ghostbusters there. No human could stack books this way. <laughs> And we, uh, then we cut to your favorite phone call. Oh yeah, the the drunk guys. No, we're past that. Oh, we're, sorry. We're we're we're, we're, we're to the head teacher phone call. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. The which one? Uh, the kids need to be in bed. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Well, he was he was a teacher. He was teacherly to the drunk guys too. Yeah. Well, I think we all see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. We yes. at the BBC will be sending our assassins to kill them <laughs> wasting our time. Because we, we have, have a fan and we're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> then we uh, then um, we see the uh uh tape of um Dr. Pascoe interviewing um, the uh, the uh, young kid. Yes, and... which but she never tells them exactly what she wants to see. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, do you have that uh, one tape from that interview I did a few months back? Oh yeah, we will find that thirty second segment for you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I I will just assume that intern that we saw <laughs> talking and um, to Pasco when the tape rewinds back is the person. He, she, he is talk, she's talking to to find the Pacific tape that she wants. Okay, good. If that you know, if that makes sense. Well, uh, that's the same intern that uh, sat on the rewind button. He's trying <laughs> to get back in everyone's good graces. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then we then we uh, run upstairs and we find out that um there has been a bit of an accident. Oh no. <laughs> Things. I thought that they had rats. Like, <laughs> like every okay. time they heard the squishy, scratchy sounds behind the the walls, I was like, they just have so many rats that. <laughs> you don't need a Ghostbuster. You need an exterminator. Mm. <laughs> and so. And they decided to uh, Sarah and the camera crew decided to leave the bedroom and go into the bathroom, where Sarah 
think she saw somebody or something. I didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, any. there was nothing there that time. Yeah. There was a well. There was actually a gust of wind. Oh. We didn't actually see some see anything, but there was actually a gust of wind on the same track. Okay. So. And Michael Parkinson says the classic line of, "If you've tuned into the Super Wash next program, you're staying here with the events in Foxwood Drive because they are so remarkable." Mm-hmm. Even though, if you had read the Radio Times, you would have realised yeah. it was scheduled for a ninety-minute time slot. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, just go on and play an old episode of Monty Python. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> there couldn't possibly any- be anything interesting <laughs> going on. Well, the ground has opened and the legions of hell are spilling out on Foxwood Drive, but uh, now it is time for bottom. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the studio with for a, uh, another phone call. Uh, let's see. Is this the one talking about the creepy old woman, or is this the one talking about the uh, the creepy old woman? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. See, that's what got me confused because I was like, is "Mother, it a something? Woman? Is it a man? Is it uh, Mother Sutton's? Yeah. Yeah. Which was very urban legendy. Yeah. No, that, she was a daycare worker, but she totally murdered kids, and people kept mm. sending their kids to her because they weren't very bright. Yeah, that voice that you actually hear is actually the voice of the director, uh-huh. Ed By. So <laughs> <laughs> he just showed no. up. Uh, after the phone call, we cut back to the house and. Uh, we see that things are slightly calmer. Uh, they need to get out of the house. And then we see Pipes again. Hi, Pipes. Stuck in, the, stuck in the curtains. He's like, no, you can't leave. I still haven't <laughs> directed my scene yet. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I have to add... Uh, I played this at a friend's 17th birthday party about 10 years ago now. And we he sat down thinking, you know, of course, it's, it's not real, you know. And it got to the point where uh, he appeared in the curtains and he freaked out. And he ran out the room. <laughs> what were you doing at this birthday party that you sat down to watch this? <laughs> That's a bit of a crap 17th birthday party. <laughs> well, I said it wasn't a 17th birthday party. It was a 17th birthday day, really, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was one of those, um, yeah, um, all day all day things. So we watched this in the afternoon before we went out, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then we cut back to um, um, Mike, Mike Smith and um, all hell is breaking loose in the phoning studio. Oh no! Kind of like what happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, they had about five, uh, five or six um, investigators on hand to answer the phones. There was only one small. Pro- there was only one small problem with that. Uh, Three of them died. Had- 
<laughs> no, they had so many phone calls um, because it caused a mild panic. This um, that the that the phone system crashed. Hmm. Uh, the common number is thirty thousand people just so wanted to ring in. Um, but it can it could it could the number could be up to one hundred thousand people. Yeah, so many people trying to ring in to uh, the entire phone system just went down. Trying to see if they were going to get their children's television program in the morning again. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Green was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we well we come back to the house and all, all hell is breaking loose in the house as well. Um, with uh, noises coming from from the ceilings, and everything's happening. Their cat problem. Mm. Literally, I wanted it to be just a bunch of cats. Mm. <laughs> then the uh, pictures come flying off the wall. Yep. Yep. And then um, we cut we uh, cut into Suzanne, and she's um, speaking in a voice that is not her own again. Darn it, Suzanne! Quit the great over. Yeah, red the rum, great red rum. Yeah. The there great. Is no uh, Dana, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> Good impression. Good impression. Is that is the when she's doing that voice? Is that right? Is that her actually doing it? No. No, 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 no. She was she was overdubbed. That's a shame because I was going to give her credit for that. <laughs> no, she was she was uh, she was overdubbed. Um. But we cut into the kitchen and um, got a question for you. Okay. Uh, she takes, Sarah Green takes the bunny at the sink. Yes. Okay? Yes. We notice that they haven't done the washing up. Mm. Um, don't know about you, but if I was going to uh, invite a BBC camera crew into my house and you're going to have millions upon millions of people watching... Don't you think you'd do the washing up first before they arrived? Well, it's, maybe it's all, maybe the camera crew. Yeah, like maybe the camera crew had like been eating, raiding her fridge, and, and drinking coffee all evening up until. Well, that we point. know that Sarah Green was making like tea and coffee, so maybe she made this huge meal for everyone. Also, <laughs> Pipes was getting ready for the after party. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah, so he had to, you know, make his mini quiches and. Mm-hmm. Secret ingredient is love. (laughs) 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 And uh, we find um, Kimmy hiding behind the uh, door of the uh, refrigerator. Like you do. And then all hell breaks loose again and it's coming from the glory hole this time. Sorry, there will be one day when I don't do that, but then I'll be dead inside. There's also a uh, a reality show, what's it called, the 
gold diggers. Oh yeah, diggers. the Alaskan miners. Yeah, uh, we we have never seen the show, but we've seen um, uh, Joel McHale make yeah, fun of it the on the soup. soup. Um, but yeah, it's a show, and a, a glory hole is also a term for like a particular uh, mining term for when for gold things have shifted, and yeah, there's possibly gold there, and so there's all these crusty old miner dudes constantly talking about, yeah, we gotta dig deeper in the glory hole. <laughs> and Joel McHale uses all of those clips yeah. to great advantage. It's it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we see the mirror on the wall shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly the same space as the picture on the opposite side of the wall. Oh. They just drilled a hole straight the way through the wall <laughs> and hanged up something on e- either side. So when so when the mirror so when the um um picture come off the wall they hammered it with a stick to make it fly off. Nice. And for the uh, mirror to um vibrate, they literally just vibrated the mirror from the inside of the wall. Simple. I like it. Cost effective. Practical effects. The best. Exactly. So they they drilled a hole mm. all the way through from one side to the other mm. in someone's house. Mm. There. Well, you couldn't really tell, could can you really, so Maybe. that's someone's wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I don't. I, I, I. To be honest with you, I honestly don't know what the uh, owners of the house <laughs> thought of uh, of um, them location shooting. Well, like, was it a home occupied home, or was it like a set house that they used? It was a real. It was a real house. Okay. Or was it just a house that was unoccupied? Hmm. I really don't know. I but, really honestly don't know. I, I imagine they just like if if it took them five weeks, they probably just. At a short term, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were like filming during like the day. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, those no, day. those walls you just put some spackle on there and repaint it. And nobody will ever notice. Mm. Then we see pipes again. Hi, pipes. Sitting in, sitting in the glory hole. Yes, yeah, I just must for a second. Complete there. my directorial mm-hmm. vision. And then he beats the crap out of a cameraman. He does. Mm. And then we hear Suzanne screaming. Yeah. And it all goes to uh, a black and normal transmission will be resumed as soon as possible. That flashes up a bit too quickly, doesn't it? Hmm? Like, it just cuts the black and then that sign comes up. Someone was just waiting there, poised to press that button. <laughs> it was that intern. Uh, He's actually working for pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Then we we cut to Craig Charles outside. And everything is okay. Yes. Hi, guys. Everything's just fine. Yeah. Nothing to see here. There's definitely no strange noises coming from inside the house that's six foot away. No, definitely not. No, definitely not. No. Nothing's absolutely fine. Yeah. But then, then we realise that they're having problems with the outside broadcast unit. <gasps> dun dun dun! Because they're trying to repair, they're trying to repair the TV. 
And then we finally, uh, it dawns on our intrepid researcher lady that what they have done is created a seance. We've gone, we haven't, that we haven't was got quite my that far in. favorite line. Okay, once we get there, that was yes. my favorite line in the whole thing. That, that... Uh, guys, sorry, phone, phone going off. I'll let it ring then. We'll continue. It's Pipes. He, he doesn't think that <laughs> you're talking about him nicely. <laughs> I was miles away from it. Flew right off me last. That's fine. <laughs> then, then we... Uh... Now, oh, yeah, okay. So the call from the frat guy. Uh, well, no, well, first, well, yeah, well, first um, of all, we cut, we cut back to the house and everything seems to be okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm actually rewinding a bit. Um, okay, sorry. The call from like the drunk guy where he was talking about his plate flying off of the table and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't quite tell, but they had where he was on the map. It didn't look that far from you, a little bit to the uh, west of you. Uh, yeah, 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 he was based in um, Wales, which is a completely different country. Oh, oh, he was in Wales? Yeah. Okay. No, on the map, it just looked like it was. It didn't look like it was quite that far west. Okay. But you're you're li- you're thinking of our terms of distance and not British terms of distance. Yes, that's true. Like you go one mile and you're in a completely different region, and <laughs> you go one mile and you're maybe like in a different pasture here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I and was just then, looking at it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's fine. And then we, um, as I said, we cut back to the house, and everything seemed to be normal. Um, then we, um, then we have my favorite continuity mistake of all time. Um, we cut to Mike. We cut to Mike Smith in the phoning studio, who was who was in the middle of the bank of phones. Then in the very next shot, he is somehow appearing on the upper left. It was Pipes. Yeah, he suddenly moved within a nanosecond. That's Pipes. Yeah, Pipes, that worked for me. (laughs) That worked for me. It has been accounted for. Yeah. Then we we, uh, get another phone call from an anonymous man. He's on, oh, no, no, totally, I knew this crazy murderer guy, but I just never thought yeah. to tell anyone. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So, from then on in, uh, we find out that what we're actually seeing isn't real. No. What? You're pulling my legs out. <laughs> with the uh, with the photo still with the picture still being on the wall and they realise that and all hell breaks loose Again. quite literally quite literally okay this is where Pipes gets into his magnum opus because I think that he's actually directing the horror of this because it keeps moving back and forth between all of these scenes so yeah, it's pipes. Mm. It's all pipes. Now we cut. Yeah, then we cut back. We cut to the house outside, and we see the same uh, recordist being um, wheeled away to the, to the ambulance, but never actually goes inside the ambulance. And oh, the yeah. police off, and the police officer coming out 
um, with a massive smile coming out the police car with this massive smile on her face. It's because she's going to go and visit the glory hole. Yes! <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. She, she got wind of it and uh, came racing down. She wasn't even called out. Yes. <laughs> then we she wasn't st- even part of this. She was just a random police officer. Yeah. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> We're sorry. We'll yeah. be good. <laughs> uh, then we get back inside the house, and we finally uh, we've got a, we've got a use of the infrared camera. Finally, it's only totally taken about an hour and a half. Yay! Yay! Infrared. I suppose that they had to justify the budget expense, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and then we we see Sarah uh, wandering around. Like she does. And yeah. not the mother. Because the mother, well, the mother doesn't like... care about her older child. <laughs> well, the mother was the mother tried running back inside the house, didn't she? I didn't and see. She, until yeah, The mother tried running back inside the house when she saw the police. And only to only for Craig Charles to run after her and then take him into, put them into both into the police car. Craig Charles is like, no, if a child is dead, that's okay by me. Don't say that. (laughs) It seems seems odd that you deliver them to the police and not to like a paramedic or something. Mm. Grievance, police grievance counselling, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, and then we, uh, then we hear Suzanne calling from inside the um, under the stairs place. The calls are <laughs> coming way, from actually, inside on... the house. Sorry, on go, the, go, go, go. On the subject of the uh, the under the stairs place, yeah. there's a, um, well, no, the the little girl, yeah. uh, one uh, like like right towards the start, says yeah. that she looked through the crack and saw pipe staring back. Yeah. And then they take that board off, and there's just another door behind the behind that panelling. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she can see through the door into the basement or whatever. Yeah, no, but you, you've, you've always got a little teeny minute crack. Uh, In the glory hole. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'm oh, so sorry. That was, that, that was not worthy of me. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, Sarah Green uh, goes inside um, tried to get stopped by the cameraman then um, we see pipes again on the gantry um, and then bikes explode everyone to- everyone is screamed out to get out the studio uh, Mike Smith says I'm not going not until you tell me my wife's okay dogs and cats living together, together. mass hysteria <laughs> yes and then the power goes down, and then uh, we see Michael Parkinson walking around the studio all on his own. Why the hell was Mike Smith, considering the last thing that we saw heard from him 20 seconds earlier on was, I'm not going until you tell me my wife's okay. He used his teleporting powers to go straight <laughs> to the house. As <laughs> we've already established that he, he is a mutant like Nightcrawler and can just poof. Yes. He apparates. Yes. yes. 
And uh, and then we see Michael Parkinson walk, um, finding an queue. What? Wondering why no one is in bed. Mm. Round the round and garden like a teddy bear. Did you believe that story about Mother Sevens? Did you? Three, five, four, firm. What? <laughs> Sorry, I don't get it. That's what Michael was reading the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's where our tale only begins at the end of the show. There was such a public outcry at, at the end of this. Mm. Um, questions were raised in the House of Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am not joking. Um, it is, it, this is the cause of the only documented case of um, um, post-traumatic stress in children. Oh come on! I'm not. I'm not joking. Well, they didn't really do a good job of saying that it was a parody. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three facts. Sorry, four facts. Okay, and you've got, okay, and you've got, you've got to tell me which one is fake. Okay. Okay? Sure, sure. Okay? Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to, okay. Three pregnant women went into labor through sheer fright watching Ghost Watch. Okay. Okay. Raymond Tunstall's Pope's glory suicide method was taken from a true-life incident told to the rotor by a London policeman. Mm-hmm. Round and round the garden like a teddy bear was a rhyme written by the Victorian murderess Mary Margaret Seddons. Mm-hmm. The working title of Ghost Watch was Noddies, the TV sound for cutaways to the interviewer. This was because the team thought the real title might give away too much. Mm-hmm. So one of those is a faked fact. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, in the whole of the UK, I mean, this is BBC One. Most people are going to be watching anyway. So the fact that three women went into labour—I don't know whether it was because of fright or not—but I don't think that was particularly unusual. So we'll go ahead and say that that's true and was blamed on fright. Um. As for the the, the fourth, sounds too detailed to be fake. The second and third. Uh. One and what? What were they again? Uh, oh yeah, the the rhyme and then the suicide thing. Yeah. Um, how did the cats get up to eat the face, and why would they just eat the face? No, you know mm-hmm. what? That's the fake one. Uh, the bit about the hanging. You're saying the bit about the hanging. Raymond Tunstall's Pope's glory suicide method was take. Yeah, that one there. You're saying that's the fake. Yes. Do, Angela, do you agree or disagree? Sure, why not? If it's not okay. that one, it, it's the uh, the uh, rhyme. <laughs> Um, but you're gonna have to pick one. No, yeah, I'm I'm saying the second one. Okay, okay I'm saying I'm saying one and four are definitely true. Uh, okay. Two and three, I think two is the more likely to be fake. Three, three after that. Okay. Um, the fake one was round and round the garden like a teddy bear. Was ah, the It was three. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would have thought that dated back earlier than whatever the date you gave. 
Uh, I said it was I said it was Victorian, so yeah, about eight. Victorian, yeah, so I, I think that dates back earlier. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, so yeah, teddy bears were like after Teddy Roosevelt, you know, mm. stuffed bears. Or... Uh, everything was um, yeah. So I said, uh, tons and tons of people were complaining. Um. Uh, uh, um, but as a question to raise in the House of the Parliament, um, they were, um, the producers and the director of the program was actually called in, um, to record a special program of the, uh, television, um, <laughs> show, uh, Bike Back, where they were literally thrown to the wolves of, um, being angry. And people who watched this program. Or they didn't have to watch it. Well, yeah. you know, in Britain you have like what three channels? <laughs> it was four. It was at, at this current, at this current moment. It was actually only four channels. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's either that or I don't know. I don't know what British shows do. <laughs> they, they probably would have been. Some sort of late night drama on Channel Three. I've actually got I've actually got the TV listings in front of me. Oh, have you? Yeah, oh, thanks to the uh, Ghost Wash Behind the Curtains book. Okay, what else was that? Um, bear with me while I while I actually find it. Bear with me two seconds. Well, if BBC America has any okay. indication, they were doing reruns of American shows. <laughs> nope. Here we go. Oh. This is what this was what was on Saturday night TV. All right. Okay. Uh, Nick, you will. Nick, hopefully you remembered some of these programs. Okay. On uh, BBC One, we had Des Army. Oh uh, yeah. Big break. Big break. Yeah. Nose yeah. House Party. Yeah. Bruce Forsyth Generation Game. Yeah. No Casualty. vicar, I'll not be going to Tottenham today. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, Bishop. You sat on my hat. <laughs> Oi, copper. That's me, Barmy. <laughs> yes. Spruce Force Size Generation game Casualty, then the news, then it was Ghost Watch, then it was Match of the Day. Cool. Uh, on BBC Two, from what, the... Hang on, what was this on in place of? Because all of those shows were the staple for Saturday night television at times. So there must have been something that it was on instead of. Uh, no, because uh, Ghost Watch was a Screen One um, production. Right. And Scream 1 was uh, the BBC's um, drama. Um, so they had... they had uh, A Saturday certain... night movie. Yeah, basically. Okay. So it would normally have been a, a film on... Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, as I said, Scream 1 was a um, TV movie um, thing. Right. So uh, on the other... On the other uh, just do ITV... Um, it's Beverly Hills 90210, Gladiators, <laughs> Blind Date, <laughs> uh, Beaders About, um, the, the News and Weather, A Film, and Hail Them Pates. What was that last one? Hail Them, Hail Them Pates. Okay. 
Okay. That's the um that's the slight problem um as I said I just mentioned the film there. And the slight problem with Ghostwatch was that Ghostwatch started started at nine twenty five. The film took an advert break at nine thirty. Uh, so people flicked over. So people flicked over, missing yeah. that hastily added, you know, written by credit at the start. Yeah. And then... And then stayed with that. Yeah. What, uh, what so, film was it that was in? Uh, as I go back to the... Uh, Wall Street. Yeah, so basically you have the the War of the Worlds scenario happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even yeah. War of the Worlds, like, in every commercial break, which I know you don't have commercial breaks, but in every commercial break, yeah. they stopped and said, this is a fictional retelling of H.G. Wells's mm. War of the Worlds. Mm. They didn't have, like, a, I don't know, a watermark or just something mm. that would remind but- people throughout... Mm. Well, that well, that actually uh, well, people, people that, well, that's what people. Some people were complaining about actually the fact they didn't have a thing that was in the corner. This is fiction. Yeah. This, this is fiction. Um, that, I mean, that you couldn't do it because it would completely detract from what the show mm. was no. trying mm-hmm. to do, which was mm. well, yeah, would it not? They trying to subvert the sort of fly on the wall reality TV. Many, Slash. yeah, sorry, uh, got two points on what you just said there. Uh, uh, many years later, uh, the BBC did a, um, a, well, I'm not gonna, it, it was a mock, it was a mockumentary slash, um, uh, slash, uh, news broadcast. So this, there was this, supposed as the live breaking news, and you saw it from, both sides of the camera, so you saw so you saw the uh, reporters gathering the story, and also you saw the live new live newcast. And every time it cut from uh, the uh, reporters to the newscast, you you had you had a ticker going along the bottom of the screen saying this is not real, this is not real, this is not real. That I can I can understand a little bit more though because if that was the BBC was it they would have been using BBC News Studios mm, yeah and it would have looked more authentic yeah um, I mean at least when at least when they do it in Doctor Who and they use like the BBC News Studios it's different enough and short enough for it to obviously be yeah. part of a different TV show yeah um, but if you're constantly having uh, extended news reports from the BBC News Studios need that. That would, that would look more authentic than Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, um, uh, quite a famous thing, uh, called Special Bulletin. Uh, I'm not sure if you and, uh, Heath and Angel have actually heard of that. Mm-mm. I recognise the title. It was a, ma- uh, it was a, uh, made for television, uh, movie. American made for television movie, I should say. Um, produced in 1983, where it was basically a special bulletin. It was an 85-minute, sorry, a so 105-minute uh, fake news doc, uh, fake 
a news thing about a live event happening. Mm-hmm. About uh, a terrorist taking over a boat with a boat with nuclear weapons. And every time it cut to a commercial break, it said, this is not real, this is fiction, this is... Um, um, this the, the following program is a realistic depiction of fictional events, none of which you were about to see is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Although, it, again, I would argue that that's more likely to cause panic because, like, the threat of nuclear weapons being unleashed, especially in the early eighties. Especially in the early eighties, yeah, yeah, and in America, mm. yeah. Um, but everything in that program was uh, was completely fake. I mean, as in the newscast was was were fake. Every everybody everybody was fake. Um, however, everybody. What about Peterson? Everybody said that. Yes. However, uh, many years later, after Ghostwatch, there was something called Without Warning. Have you heard? Have you guys heard of that? No. No, I haven't. Uh, Without warning, was a again made for television movie, uh, but this time it actually featured uh, real news anchors mm-hmm. uh, like Sander Van Oka. You guys heard of him over there? Nope. Uh, what about Bree Walker? Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, but so that did cause put a mild panic, and that again was broadcast on Halloween night, mm. nineteen ninety four, and that and that actually uh, uh, caused a mild panic over there, and um, could. Uh, because it also features Arthur C. Clarke, which um, which apparently left, yeah, apparently left a few um, people wondering. Hmm. But yeah, um, but I won't. There was an unfortunate incident, which I don't want to go into too di- um, too heavily. Um, but there was an apparent suicide because of the program, or because of Ghost Watch. Hmm. Uh, somebody uh, who was quite um, had a had a had a relatively young mental age, if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he committed suicide, and the national press decided to jump on that and try to link the two together. But again, it's if something like this is going to cause a suicide, like, quote cause. A suicide, yeah. then yeah. it's it's more on the person that did it. Yeah. Then I mean, I will say that they really should have done the whole. <coughs> this is a fake. This is a fake. And mm. If not continuously, then at you know about every fifteen minutes, say mm. in the program, if you can't do uh, commercial breaks, mm. but it's sort of like the arguments about. You know, oh, all of these teenage uh, people who uh, go into schools and shoot people, 
than mm. they had video games. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's like about, every yeah. single yeah. other teenager in yeah. existence. Yeah, <laughs> there was a there was a story when like GTA Five came out over here. There was a story of uh, two kids mugging someone that just bought the game and stabbing them. And then that yeah. was obviously the next day. It was all over the the press about video games and violence and stuff. What they neglected to talk about was another set of kids that just bought the game that on their way home uh, came across a house fire and went in to save the person that was trapped mm-hmm. in the fire while, before the fire brigade arrived. So, um, I mean, that, that didn't get mentioned at all. They sort of focused on the, the fire. And it probably wasn't even over the game. It was probably just a, a random mugging mm. that took place. Well, I mean, and there's always, you know, it's it's the music, man. There's trouble right here in River City. Protect the youth. I mean... Uh, when the Matrix came out, oh, they have trench coats and guns, they're going to cause copycat shootings. Uh, just whatever is in the news, whatever is new yeah. in pop culture, they're going to try and raise an alarm over it because... Oh, know. the Ninja Turtles are in sewers and these kids went into a sewer and obviously, you know, yeah. got injured. So Ninja Turtles are bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Over in Britain, it was Hero Turtles, right? It's Hero Turtles, yeah. Yeah, and they <laughs> cut out most of the violence. What does Britain have against ninjas? <laughs> because it was violent. Well, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> the 1987 Ninja Turtles was too violent for wow. Britain. <laughs> when they would like, really... use their ninja weapons to, you know, throw pizzas. <laughs> So, yeah. What would you say, Nick? Uh, no, I was going to ask, was, did they really cut out a lot of the violence from what we had dead? Because, I mean, I would have been watching it when I was a kid, but I wouldn't have known any different. Well, that's what I read. Like, I, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid, but, like, they would try to cut out most of the fight sequences. Weird. Yeah. I, 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 I don't believe that. Because, like, I mean, we still had things like, Power Rangers, for example, and that was that's that was unedited. Yeah, but that was, that was a few years later. Like Ninja Turtles yeah, was eighty seven, yeah. and uh, Power Rangers was ninety three. Ninety three, yeah, yeah. Uh, going off, going off on a tangent very, very briefly. Um, reboot. Uh, it was a they were it, they were being shown on a kids TV um, in, on a like Thursday afternoon, I believe. And then it started to get very, very dark. And this, things were starting to be cut out. And after a while, it got so dark, they stopped showing it. Mm. And it's never been shown over here on a major t- television channel. Yeah, we're not particularly familiar with that one, I'm afraid. Okay. That's fine. Anyway, we've been recording for almost two <laughs> hours now. Yes, yeah. we have, so... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so we need we need to uh, we need to roll it on. But I keep mentioning um the Ghost Watch behind the curtains yes, you do. Uh, uh DVD and book. So why don't we hear more about it, shall we? Sure. What you're about to watch was was uh, made for TV. And I just thought it was the most exciting and sensational idea. I, none of us had the slightest premonition of what was going to happen. And she told me the idea of it being sort of kind of War of the Wellsy. I mean, I remember being terrified when this bloody great big 
red blodge appeared in the studio. Now, the whole reaction from within the BBC, particularly the press department, will be different. They would be dancing with joy. And I'll bet you there are people who are out there writing and directing stuff now as a direct consequence of that show. As the director, when the boat leaves the harbour, you know, you just think, is it going to float? And that's all you want to know is, is it, you know, is, is it going to float? Is someone going to see it? <laughs> Hi, I'm Rich Lorden, director of Ghostwatch Behind the Curtains, and you're listening to the Red Dwarf Introcast. For more on the dark, check out ghostwatchbtc.com, lawmanproductions.co.uk, or read the companion book of the same name, currently available at lulu.com. Just try not to have sleepless nights. So we're back, and we're going to get into some of your feedback now. Was there any? There was, there was some feedback. We had, ah, we did have some feedback. Yay. We had two. Cool. Yeah. Get to the Facebooks. So I'll start. I'll start uh, uh, with Jonathan Caps. I don't believe I watched Ghostwatch on broadcast, so my only experience has been on the DVD, with no chance of being fooled in any way, even though there's, it's one of the most expertly crafted pieces of television I've ever seen, and it was incredibly affected at scaring the hell out of me. Craig Charles is especially good here, as he does a flawless impression of the highly irritating 90, 90s TV presenter, Craig Charles. <laughs> <laughs> And Phil Baker says, I remember watching this at the time as a 12-year-old Red Dwarf obsessive. Even though I watched the continuity announcement in the screen when I... screen one I didn't, I still had doubt as to whether it was real or not. The most effective Halloween TV event that has ever been, I should imagine. Well, I think you're forgetting the Garfield Halloween special. Yes. Where he... There was a pirate. There was creepy ghost, ghost guy and the old man. Yes. And, yeah. And it was banned <laughs> in four countries. Because ghost pirates. Not I'm really. sorry, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but that's what we do. But it was not nearly as scary as the Garfield Christmas special. Oh my. <laughs> so, let's, so over, so, uh, we're gonna go on to ratings. Hmm. And who wants to go first? Not me. <laughs> I don't know how to rate it, to be honest. I mean, it's sort okay, of, go, go, it's, it's okay. sort of an event on its own. So yeah. I don't really have anything to compare it okay, to. Okay, okay, okay. Compare, okay, compare this then with the uh, last special that we did, Bottom. <laughs> but again, it wasn't like... It was a whole did different you, thing. Did you enjoy this more than Bottom? Yes, yes I did. Yay! Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, again, it's sort of yeah, it's being sort of a unique TV event. It's sort of hard to gauge effectiveness as easily as say a, mm-hmm. a sitcom or whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought overall it had some some neat scenes in it here and there. Um, 
the end, they really got the action going. I felt there were, I felt like it could have been done in an hour. I felt there were pacing problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm impatient nowadays. Uh, I said, well, remember this was done uh, twenty odd years ago. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, so you know, the pace pacing problems that people you mentioned, would, yeah, people were perfectly okay with... for people that you mm-hmm. know, person like me who watched it live. So mm-hmm. yeah, you'd you'd settle down to watch TV for the evening. You'd be like, right, a quick thirty minutes or forty five minutes of something thrown in your face. You're going to settle down and tuck in to whatever's on. Wait, what's what's settling down? (laughs) It's something we never have time to do anymore. It's something that we did in the early nineties. Well, something I did before I um, started grad school, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think there is there there's different expectations of TV now. But Mm. yeah, so maybe uh, I I found it a bit slow at parts. But again, that's probably just. uh, 2013 kind of perspective there. Yes. <laughs> um, what about you, Nick? Um, it's got its merits, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I enjoyed it. This is I watched it this afternoon for the second time, mm-hmm. and it bored me senseless. <laughs> but the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it, even though I knew it was uh, fake and stuff. It was really interesting to see how they put it together. But watching it back, just it, I think it's. There, there are quite a few issues like yeah, pacing, acting. Hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of did me in a bit. Um, oh, we, so we, that, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, for me, it doesn't have any rewatch value. Um, but I can see at the time it would have been a spectacle, um, something that would have been interesting to watch had I watched it live. But. There you go. Sorry, you, you said you said acting, and that made me remember uh, that we didn't talk about um, our our New York skeptic, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Mr. Emilio Silvestri. Yeah, broadcasting live from a studio <laughs> in New York, even though it was just around the corner. Yeah, and the back of the studio. Yeah, I really. I'm felt American, like... and I don't believe things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I felt like they, they were trying a bit hard there again. <laughs> As a skeptic, I hate anyone who believes in anything ever. <laughs> well, they just kind of acts in a stereotype, didn't they? Hmm. Well, I've, as I've mentioned countless of times on this uh, <laughs> on this podcast, this is actually my favourite piece of television ever. I know. I know. And <laughs> I'm sorry I, that we're not like all That's about no it. problem. It's just... Yeah, I feel like what? watch watching this in the live run would have been like a really memorable, unique experience, mm-hmm. and and probably you would have some serious nostalgia glasses going on there. Yeah, I I, I totally That's... get that. Is that Shane when you when you do your uh, Twitter things on Halloween? Is that what kind of drives it the nostalgia? Uh, poss- possibly, but there was an absolute the, the thing with, with the program. Is that because of the Ferrari afterwards? Um, the only way you could have seen it was live on that Halloween night. Mm. Um, it was never rebroadcast. Um, I don't want to use the term banned because it was never banned, but it was on a uh, it was just quietly forgotten about. Yeah, exactly. Until the 
BFI released their 10th anniversary DVD. And then, of course, it went from there. Do you, do you think... Because obviously the 10th anniversary would have been 2002. Yeah. So by that point, there would have been internet groups and forums and stuff. Do you think something like that might have driven them to see the market for a release on DVD? Possibly. Possibly. I mean... They only did a very uh, short run. I mean, the next time, and I'm going back to the, um, I'm going back to uh, Richard Alden's book here. Uh, The next time any clip uh, was shown on one of the main uh, five terrestrial channels, terrestrial channels, as it was then, um, was. uh, Um. Eleven years later, as part of what? Uh, One hundred greatest scary moments on Channel yeah. Four. Oh. See, this Wait. is this is where my awareness of the show comes from. Is mm. from the talking head shows that have relentlessly mm. on Channel Four, mm. uh, and it always crops up on the scary moment ones or greatest moments in TV. Yeah. Um, so that's how I've grown up with it. So knowing it, it's there, but having never really watched yeah. it until last year I think that's all I sat down and watched it yeah and the, uh, the as I said which quietly forgotten about the, the Ferrari but uh, this time last year it uh, featured on a program called 12 Again Spooky Special uh. which was on this, which was on CBBC and I and I'm, for, so CBBC. Yeah, and for Heath and Andrew, CBBC is a children's tele- it's a BBC children's television station. That is amazing. <laughs> so I would imagine that before it aired again, was there like a a crazy market for pirated videotape copies? Uh, not well, not that I'm personally aware of. No, I mean, um. This is just from my personal experience here. Uh, I, you know, watching it live on Halloween night, I mean, it's going to affect an 11 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got really, and I still am actually, interested in the mockumentary genre. Just, um, watching things like uh, Without Warning, which I've just mentioned, um, Special Bulletin, Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. um, Cloverfield to name just four. And I absolutely... And I absolutely adore that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but until I... Um, until I bought it on DVD back in... You know, just over ten years ago, um, I hadn't seen it at all. And I, wouldn't, and I didn't know at that time if you could get it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was... Uh, you know, really, really, really bad real player videos, 30, 30 second clips on the BBC website. Mm-hmm. But that was mainly it. Okay. I, I just didn't know if there might not be a, you know, Star Wars holiday special style mm-hmm. um, underground fandom for it or something. No, no. Uh, no, I mean, um, this past Thursday was uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. and 
Richard Orden of Ghostwash Behind the Curtains does this a annual national seance where <laughs> <laughs> where we, we where we all uh get together on Twitter and we watch uh Ghostwatch at exactly the same time. So nine twenty five on Halloween night we all press play and we all talk about it on Twitter. Aww. Nice. Cool. And that's you know that's been going for about three or four years now. And you still get to conjure up pipes through the Twitter streams. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. It's in the internet. It's in the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yes. right. I was going to actually reference that this um, this thought. Of course, it came five years before, um, but it reminds me of on Buffy the Vampire Slayer early episode. Uh, really early episode. Yeah, Mal Moloch. Um, I love you, Jane, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jenny Calendar. In order to banish this demon which has made its way into the interwebs, she has to form a cyber coven circle yes. on different parts of the globe with different yes. different people in her in her cyber witch coven. Oh, so, what did she call herself a cyber wiccan or a techno 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 pagan? Techno pagan. So yeah, that really oh, reminded me of awful. of the. Uh, oh no, we've accidentally formed a TV seance. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> No, we've actually no, no, we've we, no, we've formed a podcast seance. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so cool. Well, we probably need to wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But thanks for joining me, guys. Hope you had f- as much fun as I have. Oh, it's a good time. Elfie agrees. <laughs> I actually just accidentally dropped my phone on her, and she was sleeping. so uh up next shane i guess you're going to be getting some of the gang together to do a uh special spoiler cast there we go hey can we be on the spoiler cast no No. (laughs) i'm afraid not no facebook keeps recommending us join at least me join the Red Dwarf spoiler group, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> they will ban me. <laughs> yes. Well, if you tr- well, we've set it to private, so even if you did try to join, you can't see anything until you actually physically join. And for you to join, you need to be approved by me or Paul. <laughs> so that ain't gonna happen. Well, not on my watch, anyway. One day, maybe. Anyway, join us next time. When we're talking about season 12 of Red Dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Cool Ghostwatch 2.0. Yes. Ghostwatch The Return. All right. Well, Well, actually, before we sign off, you said Ghostwatch um, The the Return Part 2. Stephen Voke. Uh, the writer of Ghostwatch did a uh, wrote, wrote a short story called Thirteen Ten, which is a which is a very very good read. Okay, cool, awesome. Well, Nick, good to have you with us again. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. All right. Well, bye everybody. Cheerio, everybody, and try, not, and try not to have sleepless nights and get to bed. <laughs> yes, it's nine oh seven. What are you doing? Get to bed. Get to bed.
Bye. 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 Bye.